Good evening and welcome to Sweet Blessings, the Anna L. Brothers show and podcast where we inspire, we encourage, and we empower people to live a healthier lifestyle. The purpose of this uh, video or this video, this episode is to provide workshops, speakers, and knowledge to help you live a healthier lifestyle. And so I'm coming to you uh, today because I want to talk to you a little bit about gardening. But before I do that, I'm Anna. I am a retired school teacher, an educational consultant, a certified cake instructor, an author, uh, a health consultant, and I'm also a jury consultant. So with that being said, I started this podcast because I was lacking knowledge. And I figured if I was lacking knowledge, others was lacking knowledge just like me. So it doesn't matter how old you are or anything. If you just don't know, you just don't know. And so I do uh, research and I have special guests to come on and speak to you about certain topics. So um, before I get started, there is some little housekeeping that I need to do. So the first thing I want to do is to um, uh, remind my viewers on Facebook that you can support me by sending stars and stars help me earn money to make more content. content um, as we go along. So please, by all means, support me. And then the other thing is um, I do go live periodically, um, three days a week on my Facebook profile. So this is, if you're interested in following me, this is my Facebook profile. And uh, I also always ask people to, um, well, let me go. Let me tell you about it. this is my bit. This is my bit. It's really my website. And you can go to that website. I'm always looking for guests and I'm always looking for sponsors of my uh, program. So you can be a sponsor or you can be a guest. If you're interested in that, then you should con you can contact me on my bit. But also, you can also uh, contact me through my email. And so that is my email that is running across the bottom of the, uh, of the uh, broadcast. So if you have any questions or, you know, anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my most thing, I'm asking that everyone who views this or sees it, that they support me by subscribing to my YouTube channel. And so I have listed my YouTube uh, channel uh, down there as well. So before we get this going, I did want to, my nose is itching. Uh, I did want to say that um, I'm very pleased and I'm, I, I also, I just don't know how to say, I am part of the CTR Media Network. And uh, I am very proud to be a part of that. It's Black-owned, and um, it's a new kind of broadcasting, is what I must say. And um, so you can check us out on um, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Not only am I on YouTube, but the CTR Media Network is also on uh, YouTube. So to this even I'm so excited because let me tell you about me. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and gardening. I grew up in the South. Um, and uh, where I grew up, uh, they we always had gardens. And so um, we had vegetable gardens. We had flower gardens. We had herb gardens. Uh, we even had trees that, bear, you know, that bear fruit. And so then my mother, she moved up north and uh, I never really, you know, I would go out there and play. You know, I was little then. I would go out there and play. But uh, 
I always had a desire to have a garden. And so while I was uh, teaching and working, I decided that I would start a garden. And I'm telling you, it has truly been a learning experience, okay? I'm still working at it. It is still a work in progress. But over the years, I have learned quite a few things uh, about gardening. And my garden is still not the way that I want it, but it is a work, like I said, it is a work in progress. So to this evening, I am going to talk to you, to my fellow gardeners, or those people who are interested in gardening, I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that you can do to preserve your garden in the winter so you have a good harvest uh, for the spring. So, you, you know, you won't have any problems in the spring. Now, I've had problems because I have not done these things that I'm getting ready to tell you. I've done some of them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I've done some of them, but some of them basically I, I have not. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. You know, like I said, when you do gardening, you learn from your anything that you do. You learn from your uh, experiences. You learn from your ups and downs, your failures and everything. And so don't give up on it if you want. I didn't give up on it. And now people, people in the neighborhood are always talking about my flowers and stuff. And so this year, before I get into all that, this year I had two projects that I was doing. Um, I had a weeping willow tree and I cut it down and I kind of let the ground settle in it. And so my dahlias was a project that I did this year. And this year was the first year that I planted watermelons. And I am proud to say that I have about five or six watermelons that have grown and they are really, really growing. So we are going to take a brief commercial break and then I'm going to come back and I am going to talk to you about essential um, garden winter care for your garden, the steps that you uh, need to do. Now, I'm going to try to show you a um, a brief video doing this thing on some tips as well, but I have not been successful in sharing my screen. <laughs> so we're going to take it in stride today. So let's go for that um, brief, I would say brief commercial break, and then I'll be right back to talk to you about gardening. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Welcome back. And so I'm going to add my PowerPoint. So it's Winter Garden Care, Essential Steps for a Healthy Spring. And uh, I, I think that you need to uh, carry out these steps because, you know, I, um, well, I can say this. One year I left uh, for five months. I left my home for five months. And so none of these steps were done. And I'm telling you, I have been having a hard time getting it back together because pretty much, pretty much so my garden was kind of, um, uh, kind of okay. And I've learned some things along the way that might help you uh, as we go along. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. So we want to talk about garden steps. So the first thing that you want to do and because I'm doing this because it's now September, September and October are really the months that you kind of need to do your winter care for your garden for the spring. And so most of everything is, you know, has bloomed or everything, you know, it's, it's going on and you've had some, some luck with it. I've had, you know, you've had some luck. So the first thing that you want to do is to clean up, 
remove dead plants, fallen leaves, and other debris from your garden bed. This helps pre prevent the spread of diseases and, and pests. Now, when I say garden beds, I'm talking about the regular garden. Some people have box gardens, okay? Some people have uh, pot gardens. And I'm hoping that uh, these tips that I'm sh sharing with you will help you in all of those uh, uh, areas. And, and, and uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to share uh, those um, videos because one of them talks about pots. And you know, I know for a fact, I had big pots that I could not bring into the house. And so one of them talks about that. If I can't get it, I'm gonna tell you what it says on it. So the next thing after you clean up all the debris and dead plants and fallen things. Now I have heard that you should leave uh, uh, some things on the uh, on your garden because it also helps preserve things and animals are there and they kind of help as well. So here we go. Next slide. So after you have cleaned up everything, you want to do some pruning. So you want to trim back any overgrown or damaged branches on trees and shrubs and you want to prune your perennials that have finished um, flowing or growing or whatever um, that they do. Now, this is where I made my mistake at the very beginning when I first started gardening, is that I planted annuals. And so every year I was scuffling because, you know, annuals only bloom one year. And so that made my working in the garden much more task orientated. However, I quickly learned that perennials was the way to go. And the perennials come back every year. So basically you just prune them back once they stop growing um, and you cut them down and um, you go from there they'll be ready for the um for the spring all right next one mulch apply a layer of mulch around the base of your flowers to help insulate their roots and retain moisture and i'm going to say you're going to do that with your perennials okay your annuals you're still going to have to um you still are going to have to uh, plant them over. I, I do still plant annuals, but I only plant a few. I love zinnias, so I always make sure that I plant zinnias. And I like coleus, and um, I, plant I plant those as well um, during this time. But mulch, this is something, this is a step that I have not done. And this is a step that I intend to do this year if it stops raining here. It's been raining almost every, every day. It's been some, some rain going on. But mulching, uh, and I think that will help retain uh, the moisture. I have done so much stuff different this year. As I, you know, as you learn, you do things differently, okay? And so I have learned many, many things. The next thing you want to do, and I know most people don't do this because I am not one to do this. You want to fertilize if needed. Apply a slow-released fertilizer to provide nutrients to your plants during the winter. Now, I have never done that. And so this year, I have bought some fertilizer. I have several uh, types of fertilizer, and I will tell you what I do use. You can go to any um, nursery um, or Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, uh, you know, wherever they have a garden center and they have um, fertilizer. Now in this, this year I learned because I went to a, um, a presentation on um, container gardens 
And I learned that you can put a garden in anything. They, this person used milk cartons, you know, when you go to, she used, uh, when you go to the restaurant and they give you the carrying little things that you bring, she also used that uh, as well. So, you know, she motivated me so much. My back porch is just full of stuff like that, of those things like that. And what really got me with her is that she plants things um, in the winter. I have not gotten to that stage, but I'm working on it. She plants things in the, she fertilizes, she, she uh, mulches, and then, but she also plants things in the winter and she covers them up. <laughs> Thus, it snows on it and everything. And when it's time in the spring comes, when she takes that cover off, she has flowers, okay, or vegetables in her garden. And so that is something that I want to uh, do, but I want to have a box garden when I do that. I think that I need a box garden to uh, do that. But some of the fertilizers that I did use this year was a, a fish fertilizer. Ooh, it stinks, y'all, but it works. And I use, I don't use it on the, in the house, but I use it with my flowers on the outside. Uh, it keeps the squirrels away. It keeps the rabbits away. It keeps out because it has an odor to it, but it is a great fertilizer. I also used what is called blood meal uh, in my garden, and it is a powder, but you only need a teaspoon. So when you dig your hole to put your um, uh, plants in, you just sprinkle a little of this in the soil. And I also, I well, well let me tell you this, I used to use uh, cow manure. But, you know, people who do gardening, they share tips with you. And so um, I used to work, do my jewelry at the um, flea market. And this guy showed me, came by, we got to talking about a gardening, him and his wife. And he told me that he used mushroom compost for it. And so naturally... The next year when I started gardening, I used mushroom compost. And uh, I like it. It, it. it works just as well as the cow manure, but it doesn't stink. So I, one stink is enough with the fish, for, <laughs> the fish fertilizer. Now, people, a, a, a guy told me, well, he had a pond. And, you know, when his fish died, he told me that he would plant his fish in the ground. Okay. And then put the plants on top of it like that so there's many ways i don't have i don't have a pond i would love to have a pond though but i don't have a pond you know these are all things that you know works um in the in the makes or in the in the works for me because i'm fairly fairly new a lot of people have asked me are you gonna get in the garden walk no i'm not nowhere near the garden walk because i you know if it's i'm older now so uh, if it rains or if the if it, the weather is too hot, I'm not going out there I, I, because it's just too much for me. And so, you know, to be to me to be in a garden walk or something like that, you got to keep that garden up, really, you know, because you got people coming by to look at it. And uh, but I am in the garden club, and we do have garden walks, but I don't think mine will ever ever be in the garden. I'm just self satisfaction for me of what I do and uh, uh, everything. So uh, let's move on. So the next one is watering. So in, to ensure your plants are adequately hydrated before the first frost, however, be cautious. You, wanna, you want to make sure you water them, but you want to be cautious not to overwater as excessive moisture can lead to uh, root rot. So I I have never watered my uh my garden before then, but I said this year I, I was going to um I was going to uh do that. Okay. But I do have some plants out in my uh garden 
my dahlias, which was one of my projects this year, that uh, I do not even, I don't take them up. These are, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I don't know if they're perennials or what, how you would want to call these, but you can uh, dig them up after the first frost and you can save the, um, I don't know what they call them. I can't even think of it right now. The roots, it's the root part that goes out. You can save that and replant those flowers the next, next year. Okay. And so I, I said, oh, wow, then I need to water my thing, uh, my garden before that. Now, you know, you're going to get, well, I'm in the area where it snows. You might not be in that. You know, if people listen to this all over the world. And so you might not be in an area where there's snow, but where I am, there's, you know, there's snow and it kind of moisturizes the, uh, the ground as well. So with that being said, we're going to take another brief commercial and I'll be right back to continue the thing on Garden Steps. Oh my goodness, the mailman came. I hope my sweet little thing cook is in here. I, I just hope it's in here. Let me see. Let me open this up. That's it. That's it. Sweetless thing cookie. That sweetless thing cookie. Oh, I'm going to have me a ball now. Let me just get this right here. Sweetless thing cookie. That sweetless thing cookie. Oh, yeah. I finally got my cookies. The sweetless thing cookies. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have fun. This pack is kind of big, though. Man, he got a lot of cookies. Oh, yeah, this is best, the, this the best day ever. I'm trying to tell you, I got my, my, my cookies, and I'm going to eat these cookies, and ain't nobody going to stop me. Wait, what? Marie, what you doing, man? You can't have those cookies right now. I'm sorry, we about to eat dinner. Once we finish dinner, then you can have those cookies. Go ahead, put them up. Go ahead, put them up. Are you serious, bruh? I got sweetless stained cookies, and now I gotta wait for dinner? <sighs> Fine, can I at least look at the cookies? Thank you. Oh my goodness, I had waited all this time now. I gotta do all this. Ah. Fine. Oh yeah. Him. Ah, ah. No 
talking about how we water and everything so we're going to move on to our next one uh you want to protect your tender plants if you have delicate or frost sensitive plants consider covering them with burlap or frost blankets to shield them from the harsh winter um weathers now this is something that i do do um the year that I left, I did not do that. Um, but um, I do my roses. I, I clip them back. Uh, and then I cover them. But I'm going to tell you a story about my roses. Because when I first started gardening, you know, I love roses. And so I bought me a bush, a rose bush. And it was supposed to produce red um roses and so that year naturally i didn't cover it and so the following year it, it looked it was dead i said oh my god i let this plant die i paid pretty good money for it and uh so what i did was i went out and i bought another rose thing but this time i bought a yellow one because you know i'm in a sorority and um our flower is a yellow tea rose. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to put some yellow roses out in, in, in my uh, garden. And so it was just doing really, really well. And so I guess you know that red rose bush was dormant. Like I told you, I learned, I'm learning as I go along. The red rose bush was dormant and it came alive. So there I was, and I'm going to tell you, they're still in the ground. So I get red roses, and I get yellow roses, and then you know what? They made it. So every year, I get a couple of roses that are yellow with the red trimming around. It is gorgeous, y'all. It is so beautiful uh, that they have, you know, they've made it in the, in the thing. So when you're gardening, you're gonna, you, you'll find that you'll get all kinds of new things that's going to uh, uh, happen. So, uh, but um, I do cover my roses now. And uh, garden is very relaxing, but it is a lot of work. I'm going to tell you that. But it, it's something that I, I, um, I truly, truly, truly uh, enjoy. So the next one is sometimes you have plants that are in pots and you need to bring those indoors because, you know, I have plants in my house that I take outside for the spring or summer so they could get some of that good old uh, sunlight and everything. But... Um, I bring those plants back in the house uh, because I don't think that they can withstand the freezing temperature. So I bring them inside uh, and or, or you can place them in a protected area. Sometimes people put them in their garages, but I know that if I put mine in my garage, <laughs> I'm not going to be messing with it. Because, <laughs> you know, I can barely get in my garage now because, you know, my mother passed. I got all her stuff in there. So um i bring mine in and i put it in you know in my patio uh, uh door uh as well so 
you want to uh, bring your your plants uh, uh, in. And a lot of times, uh, I'm going to tell you about geraniums because geraniums, they say that you uh, cannot, um, they say they're annuals, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that I always use my geraniums over. I bring them in and I water them and nurture them all through uh, the winter months. And then when spring comes and I get ready, because I make my own arrangements, y'all. Uh, I love doing that and putting, you know, putting flowers together for my porch and all of that. And uh, so when I uh, bring them in, I take care of them. And then when, when the spring comes, I put them right back out with, you know, um, other plants as well. So you want to kind of bring the uh, your pots in. Now that other, uh, uh, it's a YouTube video, y'all. And uh, I, I want to, show that because he talks about what you can do with pots. So if I cannot bring it up after the next commercial, then I'll tell you what he said to do. Okay. It's really two videos that I would love to show you uh, if I can, uh, if, if I can share my screen. Sometimes I have difficulty sharing, uh, sharing um, my screen. So the next thing is, don't forget about those ooh, garden tools, okay? You want to clean and store your garden tools properly to prevent rust, rust and damage, okay? Because you can't leave them out. You can't leave them out. Even your hoses, um, they, they suggest that you get all of the water out of your hoses if you can. And then what you're going to do is to just, you know, wrap them up and store them for the, um, for the spring. Because you don't want to, your, your hoses to, to burst. And believe it or not, a hose is a garden tool. Okay, so keep that in mind when you garden. Because you don't want to be buying garden tools every year. Uh you want to, you know, enhance or let your uh, uh, your tools get more tools. You know, you don't have to re keep replacing, you know, the the, the same uh, tools uh, all the time. And so um, we're going to take another little commercial break. And then I am going to come back. I'm going to try to show you that video when I come back. So here we go. The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is a magazine that embraces and celebrates the entire homeschooling experience. Our magazine is different from all the rest because we provide beneficial information and assistance in homeschooling, business, wellness, mental health, resources, and life. We encourage you to pick up a copy of our magazine today on Amazon.com by simply searching The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine. The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is all about impacting the world through home-based learning, helping to de-stress the homeschooling experience. Get your copy from Amazon today. All right, we are back. And I am going to, hold on. I am going to see if I can share my screen real quick because I would love to show you uh, this uh, video. Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. Hold on. All righty. We will soon see. Maybe not. Oh, it's not working for me. 
All right, ladies, let's see. How can I get out of this? All right. All right. So that did not work for me. Okay. So now we're going to go back to my, uh, if I can get it together by the end of the uh, podcast, I will do that uh, for you. Um, let me see here. Can I? Alrighty. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, sometimes I have problems. Sometimes I do really well with it, but sometimes I, 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 I have problems with it. But um, the name of it is, uh, I'm going to tell you so that maybe you can go and look, but I'm going to tell you what he does with the pots because it's only a very short, about two minute video. Um, and what he, uh, he shows you, uh, you know, because sometimes your pots crack if you leave them outside. And that's what happened to some of mine last year because I left them outside and they had some dirt in it. <laughs> and when I went back to use them this year, <laughs> they had cracked. Okay, some of them had cracked. And so what he said was, you need to take the dirt out of the pot because it's too big, too big to bring in. So take the dirt out the pot and you know, those bubble, bubble wrap, you know, that you pop, I love the pop, but the bubble wrap and you take that bubble wrap and you put it in that pot, that big pot, and then put the dirt back in there so that the, it will, that bubble wrap will give some expansion. Your pot will not uh, burst. And then uh, sometimes he said, you cannot bring all of your, um, uh, pots in, but you can dig a hole in the ground and put those pots in the ground. And that also, uh, preserves them as well. So I, I did want to, uh, share that with you about the, um, the pots and, uh, because a lot of us people in apartments and stuff like that, they have, uh, um, pot gardens. They don't have gardens in the ground. And I do both. I'm not going to lie. I do both of those. So um, just, you know, think about that when, you, when you're gardening. Uh, and you don't have to have a garden. I want to let you all know, you don't have to have a garden in the ground. My, uh, this girl who did the container garden, you can grow anything in the container garden. And that is the truth. Um beans, greens, peppers, everything could be, be creative with it. You know, what, she, what I did learn from her was that to be creative. And she also told me, hey, Carol, how are you? Thank you. Uh, she also told me that, uh, and thank you for joining. Uh, are you a gardener? She also told me that uh, uh, don't, it's never too late to garden. She said, some people say you're supposed to garden like in the spring or whatever, but she says, no, you can garden in the wintertime. Now I have this little, uh, it's an ultraviolet. I meant to bring it so I could kind of show it to you, but it's in the kitchen now. And, but it is a little container. You put his, uh, six little pods in it. And you stick these pods down in here and it has ultraviolet light. And I, I have a garden on my counter. So I do basil. I do um, uh, dill grows out of there. I do two types of basil, a, a Thai basil and a regular basil. Um, you know, it. you can do anything. Peppers, I do peppers in that. So all year long, I have lettuce or 
you know, growing and I can just go and pull it off and make me a salad. That is the, the good part of those. It's an indoor garden and it is great. They come large, small. Mine is about this size and it's about this high, but then it has a little apparatus that comes up that goes over that gives that little um, ultraviolet light for them, for the, for the plants as well. Okay, so we are going to move on here. Uh, let's see. Now, I don't have this, but there are uh, people who have farms and stuff like that. Because, you know, farmers, <laughs> they're growing plants, okay? Whether it's corn, peas, or whatever it might be, you know, they have a specific thing that they're going to be growing. So, winter, winterized irrigation. If you have an irrigation system, you want to drain it and winterize it to prevent the from prevent the pipes from freezing up on you. So uh, you you know take all of those type of things um, into consideration for those people who have a big area where they need to do irrigations. And uh, I know that uh, I'm from the Midwest and. Uh, they do, uh, there are place farmers here that uh, have large areas. They do corn, they do all kinds of things. And you do need some type of irrigation system for that because you just can't get out there with a hose <laughs> and, and water it. And another point that I want to let you know is that a lot of times people water their plants from the top. And I, I'm going to ask everyone to get out of that. You want to water your plants from the bottom because that moisture on those leaves gets them wet and it just somehow or another, it inhibits them from growing or whatever. But you want to always water from the bottom if you can. Uh, sometimes it's not possible, but then other times it is. Um, it is. So the next thing that... Uh, I want to talk to you about is plan for the spring, y'all. You need to plan for the spring. You want to use those winter months to plan and research the upcoming garden season, including selecting plants and seeds. Even though you cannot see that, it says seeds. Um, because... And that's when I do my planning. I get my I get my seed books come in, and a good company is the uh, there's many out here you can research it. But my mother introduced me to this company called the Seed uh, Saver Exchange, and they um, they it's a catalog, and you can order um, you can order seeds out of there. They have everything flowers, trees, everything. And the purpose of it is they try to preserve the seeds, you know, and everything. Uh, I can tell you that there has been some things that I have grown that I found that they were very difficult to grow because they were like babies. So garlic is one of those. And I'm going to tell you, you plant garlic in the fall. And it is something that you have to nurture and uh, I was very successful with them, but once you once it comes up, once you take it up, then you got to hang it in a dark place. I'm telling you, it was you as you learned that was something that I learned um, uh, along the way. I am very good at harvesting seeds, um, so my perennials, um, I pull the seeds or go out and take the seeds off once it has stopped blooming and all of that. And I store them in a container uh, for, and I store them and, and uh, label them in a container for the spring. Now I do my seeds several ways. Some of them I actually plant in the ground and then some of them I start in little containers. And then once they reach a certain uh, length, then or height or whatever, then I'll put them out in the in in the garden. I, I find that because I have squirrels and I have um, rabbits and birds, all those type of things. Um, 
but I've mm-hmm. learned over the years that those are you, you can do things to that. So um, they told me to get coyote urine, uh, and I spray the perimeter of my yard with that, and that kind of keeps the um, the squirrels out. And the um, rabbits, they like my greens and those type of things, and so my friend told me to take um plastic silverware like plastic forts and uh place them around that green when it's when it's a baby i I don't take them out i'm going to tell you that my greens outside are like this i've got the i've harvested once and i'm going to harvest it again because i like to store stuff in my freezer for the winter. It's nothing like having fresh greens in the winter, you know. Um, I I prefer mine as opposed to going to the store because, you know, the store is a process. You know, they put things on it to preserve it, to get it to the store. And whereas I can just go out in my yard and uh, pick mine up. So I got some cooking to do. I'm not going to lie because I have about four or five stalks of those greens that are, you know, I'm going to tell you that they're up like this, this high. And they're collards. Normally, I do uh, collards and mustard and turnip greens. And sometimes I do kale and uh, 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 lettuce. But this year, I was a little late in planting, so I only did the collards. I did beans, string beans. I did string beans. I did peppers. I did ghost peppers. Um, also, uh, California reefer peppers. I did jalapeno pepper peppers. I like peppers, y'all. I'm a spicy girl. Um, I did, uh, tomatoes. I had cherry tomatoes, uh, regular tomatoes. Uh, these are, this is just my, uh, my vegetable garden. I got horseradish. I got cilantro, uh, out there. And, um, my pride and joy with this year was my watermelons. You know, I had never planted watermelons. And, you know, when I was down south, they always planted watermelons. And you would go out there and get picked your watermelon and things. So I planted some water. I didn't know if they were going to grow, but I've been very successful. I got about, I had about five out there. I haven't picked them yet because, you know, like I told you, I was late in, in, um, in planting them. Also, I, uh, like I told you, I harvest. So I harvest uh, all those seeds that I can. I have um, morning glories uh, along my fence and I take all of those seeds from there and put them in a bag so that next year when I plant, I don't have to buy those. Okay. I don't, I, I don't have to buy, I even got catnip because I got cats, you know, so I plant, I have catnip. Uh, let me see. What else do I have out there? I have um, hibiscus, and I have several type. These are uh, several type of hibiscus. I got red, pink, white, and um, I have sage, where I take the sage and I let it dry out, and I give away. I give these things away uh, to uh, my friends. You know, I put them in little containers and give them some some seasonings um, for the winter. So they have those. uh, I just enjoy it. Uh, I come from the South, like I said, and they did canning. I just have not gotten into canning. I've been retired now for a while, but I do so many other things, but I would love to can. Uh, My mother and my uh, aunts and uncles and, you know, all of them, they can. I always had, I could always go down South and come back with uh jellies and those jellies last me i miss that uh those jellies and vegetables they would can vegetables and you know all of those things and i would come back up um back home up, up back up north and i would uh have those um things so keep that in mind make make gardens easy it's getting easier for me because i do do the perennials now, I do want to talk to you. You need to research your flowers because sometimes you can plant something and it can be invasive, an invasive species. It can be beautiful as all get up. Now, because I did not know 
I love sweet peas, y'all. So one year, I planted sweet peas, and my those sweet peas have taken over my garden. I mean, I planted them in the front of my house. They're all around the side of this house. They're all around on this side. And I have even seen them in the back. So I have, every year I have to pull those up. I really want to pull them up, but they, I'm going to try to pull most of it up in the spring. I mean, in the winter this time and see what can be, uh, uh, see if I can, cause I want to plant something else too with that. And they will take over the garden. I have peonies. Um, let's see what else do I have. I have sunflowers. I mean, those big ones. I have variations in the sunflowers, and it's so once the flower uh, dies, you just open up. You have all those sunflower seeds, so you don't have to buy it again. You just save your seeds. I put mine in a plastic bag. I'm not gonna lie. I put it in a plastic bag, and um, I just save it. Um, I, some I give away to uh, other people. I plant milkweed because I like butterflies. And so that attracts the, the butterflies and the, and the birds. I've had hummingbirds, all kind of birds, y'all, uh, uh, in, in, my, in my garden. So, um, so I just want to let you know that following these steps, you can help your garden survive the winter and also thrive when spring comes. So we are going to uh, take another break and then I'm going to come back and wish you well. Here we go. The Homeschooly Interactive Magazine is a magazine that embraces and celebrates the entire homeschooling experience. Our magazine is different from all the rest because we provide beneficial information and assistance in homeschooling, business, wellness, mental health, resources, and life. We encourage you to pick up a copy of our magazine today on Amazon.com by simply searching The Homeschooly Interactive Magazine. The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is all about impacting the world through home-based learning, helping to de-stress the homeschooling experience. Get your copy from Amazon today. All righty. All righty. All right. So as I close this evening, I hope that I have inspired you. I hope that I have encouraged you and I hope that I have empowered you to live a healthier lifestyle. Believe it or not, garden relaxes you and you have your own food. It's nothing like your own food to help you live a healthier lifestyle. So with that being said, I always close my program with the three L's. The first L is to live. Make sure that you are living your life to the fullest. Do those things that you enjoy to do. Be happy. Don't let anyone rain on your parade. The second thing is to laugh. Make sure you laugh. Find somewhere in your day where you can laugh. Laughter is so good for the soul. And then the third thing is to love. Make sure you try. I know it's hard sometimes. My grandmother said it's hard, but she always told me that those people who you have a hard time loving are the ones that you need to love the most. You don't know what people are going through in their lives. And so don't be irritated. Just take a deep breath, count to 10. Okay? Because you can always love them, she said, with a long wooden spoon. Okay? But the most important person that you need to love is yourself. Self-love is very important. Don't you ever forget about that. And so with that being said, I 
am going to wish you farewell. And I come on every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, you will see sweet blessings. Have a great one. Be kind to everyone. Talk to you later.